Welcome to the WordPress Photography Podcast, the podcast for photographers who want to learn how to get the most out of WordPress to grow their photography business. You don't need to be a geek to understand WordPress. Settle back and listen as we show you how. Now, here's your host, Scott Wyden Kivowitz. Welcome to episode 48. My name is Scott Widenkiewicz, and I'm joined by my guest, Valerie Jardin. Now, I want you to say your name because I can try to say it with your accent, but it will come out horribly, even though I do try. I do try. You, you try. So you have to give me you some try. credit. Except you, you but, don't pronounce but, the N in the end, so that's where people always uh, get it wrong. <laughs> it's Valerie Jardin. There. Yes. So I love, I love how you say it. And <laughs> Uh, I, I actually, so off air, I do practice saying it, um, and it comes out horribly. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'm going to say it as close as I can without an accent and then let you say it so beautifully. Thank you. And you did a great job. You always do a great job with your own name. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, since 1998, uh, Valerie helps clients find their creative vision through the photographic arts. She is a visual storyteller recognized internationally for her street photography. She leads workshops worldwide has written books produced a weekly podcast called hit the streets and is an official ex-photographer for fuji usa um i am we've known each other for for years at this point now um so and uh, i was just on your show about an hour ago so, <laughs> <laughs> so actually really like we just finished 10 minutes That's ago right. but um so you know it's nice that we're finally connecting um for each other's podcasts and chatting for more than five minutes as a, at a time so <laughs> absolutely well thank you for having me on your show i don't do video very often so Woo-hoo. yeah my office yeah. is kind It'll of a, a nice... mess but that's all right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well you know what so is my little studio yeah. back there so it's all good um but uh you know um It'll be a nice treat for all of your, you know, your podcast listeners and and whoever else you share this with to be able to see you yeah, talk hopefully. about things that, you know. <laughs> so, um, so before we dive into what's going on with you, let's talk a little bit about WordPress photography related news. Um, the first is that WordPress 4.9 is here with a variety of bug fixes. Uh, like usual, it has a new gallery widget and a bunch of other things. Uh, it's not a major release. The gallery widget is kind of a nice thing, but it's a very basic gallery feature. So um, I, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, press this, which is a feature that's been in WordPress since the beginning, has been removed from the software in favor of it being a plugin. Basically, press this is a feature where you can add a bookmarklet to your browser, and then no matter what website you're on, you can hit the button, and it will create a blog post draft paraphrasing uh, with a quote from the website you're on and so it wasn't a very popular feature so it was removed from the core software in favor of a plugin instead now if you want to use press this you have to install a plugin big deal Um, next is at imagely we actually just released a an article i spent one month creating this article on image optimization i compared all of the most popular WordPress plugins for image optimization, meaning image compression and and that kind of stuff. So uh, if you want to read that, I'll link to that in the show notes. That is a really good comparison article that should give you an idea of what it'll help guide you, sort of like what we did for our page builder comparison. It'll guide you with an unbiased view on what uh, image compression plugin might be best for your photography website. 
Um, and the last bit of news is not really WordPress related, but my family has started the adoption process for baby number two. So if you want to uh, follow our journey, see what we're doing, see the website I built using WordPress for it, then it's growingfamily.org, and you'll see all about it there. I'll also link to that in the show notes. And if you do visit the website, um, thank you very much for checking it out because, you know, we're adopting, and it's nice to share the journey, and it's nice that you might read the journey. Okay, so, Valerie, um, what's going on with you? What have you been up to lately? Oh, boy, uh, a, a lot. Uh, 2017 has been an amazing year. Uh, <laughs> lots of travel, lots of workshops, lots of personal projects as well. Uh, wrote another book, um, and uh, which was published just a couple months ago. Woohoo! It's right here. And, um, yeah, uh, but really, I would say the highlight of my year, besides my workshops, which are always where I'm the happiest, is when I share my passion on the streets of the world with uh, with people from all over the world, is uh, this project I've been working on with Joshua Coombs for Do Something for Nothing. And um, we hit the streets of New York together. And uh, for those of you who still don't know who Joshua is, he's this um, young English hairstylist who cuts the hair of uh, homeless people in large cities around the world. And we've we've known each other since he started the project. We finally had the chance to work together and um, and we actually um, planning our next trip to Paris in January, where we will uh, continue. I will continue to document his work. And we also uh, we just produced an ebook that's going to be out soon to help fund this beautiful project. So that's been really one of the highlights. It's that project that makes you feel so good that I know now I always want to leave time in my busy schedule for this type of work. So that's nice. uh, that that beat everything else this year, book yeah. and everything else exhibits or whatever else happened. This really was the highlight uh, for my personal work. Mm-hmm. And at uh, at Photo Plus Expo, I, we got to sit and watch you. Um, sit was nice because it was a lot of walking that day. Um, <laughs> sit sit and watch you speak at the Fuji booth, and you shared a bunch of photos mm-hmm. from that project, and yeah. they're absolutely beautiful. They're and they're fun to see too. You're seeing the smiles come from these yeah. these uh you know the faces of these homeless people that that you know they're not smiling all the time. No, so. it's it's amazing how you know they share their story. We talk with them, we hug them, and and then um, and then they leave after because Josh takes his time. You know, so sometimes it takes an hour. You know, because it's more about the communication and the talking than mm-hmm. it is about you know the actual haircut. He takes his time, and he gives them a really good haircut too. It's not just a buzz; <laughs> it's a really stylish yeah. haircut. And um, and to see the the spark in their eyes and the spring in their step when they when we part ways compared to the the way they looked sitting there on that park bench or wherever we find them so uh it's it's a beautiful thing to to experience so i was really lucky to be able to document that fantastic yeah um and then you got more travels coming up. Uh, yeah, it's kind of slowing down non-stop. a little bit, but I've, I think I've been either to Paris or, or New York like every other month this year. Um, yeah. So yeah, San Francisco coming up and Dallas, and then it slows down for you know Christmas time. Usually, you know, there's no workshop anyways. People don't do that kind of thing. So that's my time to stop traveling for about three weeks, and then uh, Paris yeah. again in January. So and a busy year next year again. So it's good. Nice. 
And tell me a little bit about the new worldwide photo walks you're doing mm-hmm. um, under your brand. Uh, yeah, share, so, share a little bit about that. Yeah, that's it just started last month, and I was lucky to go to the first two worldwide photo walks, hit the streets with Valérie Jardin, which is my podcast. And I've always wanted to to get the listeners together because so many people, I mean, those people are in 150 some countries and uh, I'm sure a lot of them are in the same big cities. So why not try to get the audience to to meet? So uh, we started with New York and those photo walks are free. Um, We just limit them to a certain group number of people for, you know, obviously, so it's manageable. So uh, mm-hmm. New York happened um, right after Photo Plus. And then uh, two weeks ago, I was at the first Paris Hit the Streets photo walk. And actually, photographer friends came from all over Europe, which was a, a, a treat. And we had so much fun. So it's a, it's a social time. I mean, you know very well that it's not in a photo mm-hmm. walk that you'll do your best work. But it's so important right. to hang out with other like-minded people. So um, anybody who is... Uh, listens to the show who enjoys it and wants to help out and lead a photo walk in a in a city near uh, where they live or where they live uh, they can definitely uh, connect with the team I have some wonderful uh, volunteers running things for me and helping out to make this possible so the goal is in about a year to actually have one one date for all cities all of them yeah and, nice. uh, and every year I'll go to a different city, kind of uh, the, the Kelby walks and, and, and yeah. you know, and other a lot of other events like that. I mean, it's not new, but um, but we'll still keep the, the separate events going, the smaller events year round. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, OK, so so let's uh, let's talk about websites a little bit now. Um, we you and I were talking, you know, uh, weeks ago when we were scheduling this that you know, you didn't think you were going to have much value in the talking w- w- websites. So I have some topics tailored just for you. And I think <laughs> you're going to be great at answering these. So I'm looking forward to uh, to, to getting these uh, out to all the, the you know viewers and listeners. Because um, there's a lot of street photographers that don't get a lot of content that they can learn from about street photography. Mm-hmm. So uh, street photography websites, I should say. So Let's start with um, the absolute most important thing that you believe every street photographer should have on their website. Well, first, first and foremost, the first thing that you should see on a website when you click on it is work, their work, not their bio, not their picture. You know, you need to be wowed. You need to want the person who looks at the website to want to dig a little deeper. So, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that needs to be either a gallery with several beautiful shots, your best shots in the front, but it, it, it can't be so static. You need to update those often. Right. You need to give a, a new experience when people come back. So, um, so if you have just the one big picture in the front in the home page or if you have like me I have a gallery that I update regularly in the in the home page uh, do that you know don't don't keep the same pictures on your home page all year uh, it, it gets boring but you should yeah. really want to give someone 
uh, a taste of what you do and you want them to 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 dig a little deeper into the the galleries then that you have on your website and if you do street photography just devote your website to street photography don't have your wedding business on the same website or whatever else you do just just separate them yeah so so i'm actually um it's interesting that you brought that up i'm a i'm a fan of actually having one website okay. and but that's with a caveat. Um, I believe that for 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 SEO purposes is why you want to have it on one website. However, you need to separate and segregate the content. So, for example, um, I, I have one website, but I teach photographers and I write and blog mm-hmm. also and have portfolio for clients. So my website, if you go to a uh, a a page that's for family portraits, then you're going to see blog content on there to, you know, recommend it to you related to family portraits. You're not going to see photographer education there. You're going to see families. But if you, you know, so, so then there's a lot of photographers that are doing this the right way. And there's a lot that are doing it the wrong way. And I don't recommend having it on one website if you're doing it the wrong way. But if you are doing weddings and you're doing street photography, which I, oddly enough, I do see happen, Um, <laughs> that your weddings, your anything related to weddings should never show anything in street photography, ever. It needs to be completely cut off, even though it's on the same website. Yeah. And there, there are ways to do it in WordPress. There's ways to, ways to do it on other platforms. But you need to really think it out and carefully craft that. Yeah, because what, so like your, your homepage, what's the first Right. You know, so then you have two different pictures. You have your street, right. and but who do you want to cater to first? You know, that's exactly. where you want to decide. Yeah. Or do I cater to street photographers who are my friends, or do I cater to clients uh, who are potential? You know, uh, wedding yeah. clients so, potentially. Yeah. So he, so here's my uh, my thought on that, and this is exactly what I, this is what I recommend to anybody who is considering, even if it's even if it's not street photography, street photography. If it's you know family portraits, and then you know, commercial photography, which also happens a lot, um, is your homepage should be whatever makes the most money, right? Whatever brings in the most revenue for that business should be on the homepage. And then, uh, or if you can find a way to cleverly put them both there um, in a nice way, then yes, you can do that. And then leave direct people into the right direction. Otherwise, and this is what I do, is I have landing pages for each specific genre. And that way... The landing pages are actually optimized for search engines for those genres of photography. Okay. And that way, if somebody's searching and they're searching for a family portrait photographer, they're not going to land on my homepage. They're going to land directly on the landing page designed for that. Oh, okay. That's right. that's the way to do it then. That's clever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's there's ways. But again, a lot of people don't think about this stuff and they just put it out there and hope that, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to do the job. And in fact, it might actually confuse visitors more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, now the one other thing I want to touch on, on that, on your answer to this was displaying the, your work, your best work. And I think, um, and I might be wrong with this because I, I, I don't, I do street photography, but I don't do it as much as you, obviously. (laughs) So, um, what, what I think is that, um, street photography, it's, it's harder to sell to consumers, Right, prints, because on average, the the average consumers not really may not want a photo of a person's face that they've never met on their wall, right? Absolutely. So you have to be more 
more uh, creative about which you're trying to sell to people. And I think that whatever you're showing on the homepage for your street photography website, if you're doing a dedicated street photography website, is not only do your best work, do your most sellable work to consumers, and also display it in an absolutely beautiful way, right? Don't just have, you know, three photos there and, and you're done. Like, do it in a nice slideshow or in a full-page background slider or something that really captures the attention with those photos, not just putting the photos on a page, right? Mm -hmm. You need to make sure that they're displayed in a way that really sells it um, to, to get people to want to look at more. So that's, that's my opinion on it. It also depends what you want to do. I mean, you may just want right. to, you know, a lot of people don't want to sell their, their work. And you're right, right. street photography right. is not something that sells very easily. I mean, there, there is uh, the more art, artsy way to do it that will possibly sell, like silhouettes will sell versus, you know, a close-up of a stranger, obviously. Um, the name of the photographer will sell, doesn't matter what it is. If it's a Cartier Bresson, obviously somebody <laughs> will put it on their wall, uh, or a Duano or whoever. So yes, but you're right. Um, it all depends, you know, if you are an educator, then you want to show something different. You know, you want to show right. a selection of, of what you're capable of doing. Uh, yeah. but yeah, it's it, it's hard. But you know, I was a commercial photographer uh, for a long time, and it's not until mm -hmm. about seven years ago that I phased out my commercial photography business, and that I devoted my time and energy to educating, and writing, and podcasting. And um, um, for the first couple of years, I actually kept my commercial portfolio on my website, although it wasn't the first thing people saw because that's not what I was selling. I wasn't shooting commercially, but the reason why I kept it there somewhere in my website is that people could see, because they didn't know who I was, so uh, right. people could see what I could actually do, that I had experience, that I feel like a, a good photographer should be able to shoot anything. So, you know, I, I, I had made a living shooting interiors and food photography, and um and so I wanted to keep that as a part of my website so that people who would sign up to come on my workshop could, could see that I, had, I wasn't just a street photographer. I, I was a professional who knew how to use a camera. And that, right. yes, I decided that I wanted to teach this genre of photography, but that's not all I could teach and that's not all I could give them. So I did keep that gallery for a while. And and after about two years, I, it made no sense to keep it on there because I was still getting commercial requests and I was turning them down. So I, I took it out. Isn't it nice when you can turn down work? Oh, well, it's <laughs> nice the day you say, okay, that's it. I'm not taking another <laughs> client anymore. Yeah. 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 It is nice. Um, yeah. It's, Just it's, shooting for uh, me. Uh, only yeah only, exactly. i'm the only person yeah. i have to please it's a good place to yeah. be yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so so this actually leads nicely into what was my third question but um so street photographers there are many um really purposes for having the website there you could be creating the website to sell you could be creating the website to teach you could be creating the website to just display there's a wide range so um what would who should the average street photographer really who should they be targeting when they write content right and they write blog posts when they write their about pages and 
um, you know, their their mission statement, any of that kind of stuff. Who should they, who, the average street photographer, be writing for? Um, what's like? What do you think is the most common? Um, well, I think that. street photography is really something you do for yourself, unless you're an educator. So, uh, and I don't think that many street photographers want to make a career teaching others. Uh, I don't think that's the goal. Both street photographers do it out of pure passion for the genre. And, and it's not something they do to make money. It really is about sharing their passion and uh, sharing their vision with the world. And, uh, and it's, it may be one of, the, one of the only genre that kind of approaches photography this way uh, because it is such a hard thing to sell anyways. Uh, I think if you're in street photography to make money, just do something else because that is <laughs> yeah. not the genre to yeah. make money um, uh, unless you really want to um, uh, pursue the the education part of it which is hard it's it's uh, you know people may say oh it's so nice you know you travel the world but uh, it's a lot more work than <laughs> people think to get there because that's what everybody wants to do uh, so there is a lot of competition uh, and people don't realize, like, to get 10 people on a workshop, you need to reach tens of thousands. Uh, so, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. it, people don't really look at it that way. They always think, oh, yeah. it's just 10 people. Yeah, <laughs> it's 10 people that are willing to travel <laughs> the world to meet with you. Um, so you really need to know who, who your audience is. Is it um, potential client then? Is it your peers? you know, other street photographers and you want to be able to share with them and, and engage a conversation. I think that's the most common. And that's definitely how uh, I started, you know, my, even today, you know, my, my clients are other street photographers. So they're not, uh, they're not people who are just looking for a vacation and say, oh, maybe I'm just going to pick up photography. No, they're serious photographers. Some of them may be beginners in the, in the street, but they're still photographers. Very rarely do I have someone on my workshop who, who, um, has never even picked up a camera before. I mean, usually people, when they get to street photography, they've done this a while usually. And street photography mm -hmm. may be the, the one thing that they've been intimidated by, but they want to try. So whether they're yeah. beginners or professional photographers who have always wanted to, to do street. So, um, so I would say it's really showing your work to other like-minded people at that point. And if you have content to share, um, People love looking at, uh, at at galleries of your work, whether it's on a blog or something, uh, or tips, you know, struggles. People love to, you learn from people's mistakes. So I think those are good things to share and be completely open and be you. Really, that's the key. Yeah, so, be so you, can, you, can share your, you can share your work. And, and if you don't want to be an educator, really, you can still share your work and just share like the the situation that happened the struggle that happened while you're making this photo what was going on in the city um while you're making the photo and and 
you know, what happened when the guy walked around the corner and walked into a pole or yeah. something, you know, like or, what, or just, what, what happened? And, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you're recording a piece of history, really. You can look at it yep. this way. The way your city is changing um, is interesting. So many people do um, street portraits, you know, and engage the people in mm -hmm. conversation. I mean, look at... Yep. Um, uh, humans of New York. That's how it all started. Yep. And a lot of people mm -hmm. are doing th these projects in a different way with their own twist. And those are all very important projects. And uh, and really, if you do this and you keep it for yourself, what's the point? You know, share it. Start a blog. I think blogging really is the best way to uh, to share your work. Not just having the, 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 the website, which is a bit static, but have a, yep. a blog. And every website now has this you know, a, a blog attached. Capability, so, yeah. Uh, yep. I would say that's the way to really engage an audience. For sure. Um, so what are your top three portfolio tips for aspiring street photographers? Um, be very, um, very picky when you curate your work. You know, just don't... It's good if you can get some feedback. Um, I do a lot of portfolio reviews and a lot of online critiques for people when I'm not traveling. And uh, it's amazing how much stuff that they have on there that say, you know what, really, do you, is, are you, is it really a personal shot? Because, or is it, um, do, you, do, you, do you think it's really a strong photograph? Not because you're attached to it you know, personally, that it's actually a strong photograph that it should be displayed in your portfolio. So, so be critical of your own work or have somebody help you. And we can all work on that. I mean, we all attach to some pictures that, you know, and that's okay too. Um, but try to show less, but show better work. Um, no. I would say, <laughs> don't put, uh, one thing, it's my pet peeves and you may be completely of a different opinion. When, when you're displaying pictures on your website, like on your main gallery, don't have a watermark. We know it's your website. <laughs> it has your name on it already. So uh, I don't like seeing watermarks on on website galleries. Now, I know a lot of people do, and I don't know why they're so afraid. I, the, only, the only way I think a watermark is still valid is to find out who that picture actually belongs to. So if it's on mm -hmm. Facebook and that picture is shared and shared and shared, you know, then it has it. My, my watermark on social media is so tiny, you really have to look for it uh, because they're so easy to remove. They're completely useless. Don't put a watermark because you're afraid somebody's going to steal your work. That makes no sense. Only have a little watermark that's really inconspicuous so that people knew the, who the, the photograph belonged to. But when the when the the people are on your website, they already looked for your website. They know it's yours. So you don't need to have your name on every picture. That's something that kind of bugs me. Uh, if it's on your blog, it's different. Uh, but on your on your main page, on your in your galleries, on your website, that bugs me a little bit. How about you? I didn't look at your um, website. Maybe yeah. you do have your watermark on there. No, I, I'm actually anti-watermark. Okay. I don't even use watermarks when I share it anywhere. I just, I, I don't like that they take away from the photo. Mm -hmm. um, and I, the way I feel is if someone's going to steal my photo, if it's somebody that is, you know, got a big reach, well, shame on them. And then second, they're about to get a lawsuit. So, you know. <laughs> Um, and you can't otherwise, stop, you if know, just... dishonest people will always be dishonest and honest people yeah. will be honest. And, and that's the way it is. Right. That's the way it's always been. And and there's DMCA letters. Uh, so if, if uh, 
if somebody that is not worth suing actually does take my photo, I can just do a DMCA letter, and then you know, in a matter of days, it's taken down and problem solved. Yeah. You know, it's no 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 skin off my back, and it's it's annoying, but you know, it's it's something that we have as artists have to have to deal with. Yeah. So, um, but uh, but yeah, you know, and. I don't know. It's just it's just part. It's just part of it, and it's funny because it's usually the new new photographers that are the most afraid of that, and they're, they're probably <laughs> yeah. the least likely to get their pictures stolen, anyways. But they're the ones yeah. that have the biggest watermark. Oh, what drives yep. me really crazy is when I see a watermark in the middle of the picture, uh, oh, yeah. which you see. It's like why even put your work out there? But uh, yeah. you know, to each his own, and 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 we've all gone through that. I mean, I've, I went through the the watermark. You know, they got smaller and smaller yep. and smaller for a while. <laughs> Remove them all together, and then, yeah. and then I kind of got tired of seeing my pictures uh, on other people's galleries as their own. That. That I have a little problem with. But then you know mm-hmm. what? I could spend my day doing that and chasing after people. And that's not a good way to spend my energy. <laughs> so I choose to yeah. just like, okay, whatever. And, you know. And there's there's services too yeah. to to you know automate that process. So for those who don't want to do it manually, there's there's services that will automate the 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 monitoring of your work and then um, actually doing the 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 takedown letters. Yeah. Uh, basically the C- so, but you still need um, to know that's worth, you know. I mean, chances are it's not, your picture is not going to be used on a billboard or something. Yeah, yeah. You're never going to get anything yeah. out of out of out of it. Uh, so, and so I, I had a photo. Picture, so. I I did have a photo that was uh, on in, on my blog, not in my portfolio. That was taken by Hudson News. Okay. And used on their websites, not in like their stores. You know, Hudson News is like the the small little newspaper little you know shop that's in all the airports oh, yes yes that's right yeah that's how it's so going. um i got I, you know i got a nice check from them before they took the photo down okay good <laughs> so so sometimes you know and that's happened numerous times to me of you know uh marriott sort of did the same thing and that whole chain so um isn't that you know, crazy that big corporation like that they actually have people working for them in that department that still don't know the yeah, copyright law <laughs> And, and you know, and the way I handled it was instead of a DMCA, I sent an invoice. Yeah. And and that's they paid the invoice and they took the photo down. So good. Well, good for you. So, yeah, I mean, if you have yeah. time or if you can hire somebody to to do that legwork for you, yeah, you could probably cash on a few things. But uh, yep. don't let be, don't let it become your main focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. So so what's your thought on um for for portfolios? Keeping all black and whites together and keeping s- colors separate. Uh, well, or or do you? No, do, I don't do, do I don't do that actually because um, I believe that uh, well the subject actually you know decides of whether it's going to be a mm-hmm. color or a black and white shot. And if I'm in my if you're in my Paris gallery, you will have some color and you will have some black and white. Uh, but they make sense why they're color and right. why they're black and white. So mm-hmm. um, it's just that I will usually um, try to display them in the way that it actually works. Just like in a book, I don't believe that it has to be all black and white or all color uh, because some color some pictures would make no sense in black and white and vice versa. So... Yeah. yeah, awesome. Yeah, I know some some people are very particular about that. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's nice to hear your your take on that. Yeah. So I'm not uh, um, nitpicking about that kind of stuff so much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So, so we have a, a segment that we started uh, recently, actually, uh, where you, the guests, can ask a question to all the listeners. And in or, uh, so, so Valerie is about to ask a question to you, who is listening to this. Please either comment at the show notes, which I will share the link later, uh, uh, comment with your answer to this question, or on the underneath the YouTube video on YouTube, you can comment with your answer as well. So, Valerie, what is your question for the listeners. Okay, so for um, all the photographers out there who have not yet tried street photography, what is the reason you haven't done it yet? What is holding you back? Great there. question. I am looking forward to seeing the answers to this. Yeah. So to to answer this question, again, go to the YouTube uh, video. If you're on YouTube, you know, just scroll down and answer the question in the comments or go to imagely.com slash podcast slash 48 in order to answer it in a comment on the show notes. Um, so, Valerie, I'm going to share all the links of where play- people can find you and to pick up your new book as well. Thank you. Um, so uh, do you want to share your website, uh, which your is your portfolio yeah. and your podcast? Is <laughs> and the podcast there. and the blogs and the, <laughs> the yeah. store and everything. Uh, it's simply valeriejardin.com. V-A-L-E-R-I-E-J-A-R-D-I-N. Dot com. Awesome. Simple. And uh, so I will share the, the website and again, where you can buy her book. If you're interested in her book, her Facebook page, Twitter, all that stuff, all um, on in the show notes. Thank you, Valerie, Thank for you. joining me today. Um, you can find the show notes from today's episode and where to find Valerie at imagely.com slash podcast slash 48. Until next time. You've been listening to the WordPress Photography Podcast. To listen to other episodes and to subscribe to the podcast via iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and more, please visit imagely.com forward slash podcast.